I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings. You f***ing irritate the shit out of me! I'm only going to get this one chance. It's just a feeling I've got. Like something's about to happen, but I don't know what. All I hear, go get the money. So I go get it. Hate means I do something right. So I'm a So, it's recording. You've got your 15 minutes. Have at it, bro. Yeah, for sure. So, first off, big fan. Um, our mutual friend, Gene Carr, said he's pissed at you that you're not answering his text. <laughs> I answered his text. I love Gene. Gene's my yeah. boy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Justifiable. Justifiable. Yeah. Gene. Yep. Cool. Uh, anyways, so I'm CEO of Recapped, and what we are is the sales collaboration platform. Long story short is we help create transparency in the sales process for everyone involved. Um, but before I dive into that, um, first off, I'm not looking for your money or, you know, I'm not trying to sell you on anything other than a potential partnership. Right? So this isn't something that you're going to be benefiting from, but your clients potentially could. Okay. So still got a gap selling. Have you read yep. gap selling? Yep. Okay. Good man. Yep. Cause if you didn't, this is going to be a painful experience. Yeah. Uh, okay. So if you're trying to sell me to partnership, then let's see how you dig into this one. Cause you can gap sell this too, but it's not as easy. It's not as easy. Yeah. So a couple of things. You know, obviously you're working with clients of all sizes, right? Let's say when you're working with clients that have, let's only stick to kind of the mid-market and enterprise sales. Okay. Yeah. What, what are the biggest challenges that your clients are facing? Is there a common thread that you're hearing across the board or? I know it's a broad question. Um, well, yeah, I, I think the, you know, uh, long sales cycles, yeah. decline in revenue, um, not meeting growth goals. Um, poor conversion rates, yep. um, excessive discounting, you know, stuff like that. Cool. So let's stick to like the long sales cycle. Cause I think that's something everyone can face, right? Okay. More or less. And it's always going up. Why do you think when they're coming to you with long sales cycles, what is, I mean, why are they long? Is it because their process isn't in place? Are they having you know, inefficient training. What do you think is actually going on? Uh, this nine out of 10 times the salespeople are just butchering the sale. So yeah. the salespeople are product centric. They're pushing a product. Yeah. And so they'll get them on the phone. And they'll say, oh, look, our product is this. Our product is that. It's like this. It's like that. You'll like this feature. You like that feature. And they push it. And then the buyers, you know, are intrigued by one thing, three things, five things, whatever. And they're like, okay, great. We're going to go talk to people. And they go talk to people. And of course, they can't sell it as well as, the salesperson from a product perspective, nobody really gets to the true problem. And so no one knows how to leverage the problem. So they just sit and it just be, it's, it's a cycle of, they get back. I spit more information at them. You know, the, my, my clients spit more information at them and then they go away and they come back more information. There's really not much of a collaborative problem solving effort. And that drags the sales cycle out forever. Okay. So I love what you said about collaborative process. What do you think, what would like the ideal process look like if it was collaborative? What would uh, uh, I, I can't answer that. That's specific to each, sure. each customer, <coughs> to each customer and the problems they're having and what their sales cycle looks like and where they're running into the problems. I wouldn't know how to answer that. Cool. No worries. So I imagine following up with clients is something that comes up pretty regularly for your clients, right? right? Specifically on these bigger deals. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You got to yeah. follow up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then especially with a larger deal, now all of a sudden you have, 15 or 10 different stakeholders that have to give approval, right? Do you know? 
again, there you go. It depends on what they're selling and it depends on my customer. Yeah, but yeah, in some cases. Yeah. So in those cases, do you know if they're creating mutual action plans or closed plans to really to kind of multi-thread everybody together? So no, no, usually they're not. They okay. usually they're not. Um, I'm a fan of, of closing plans towards the end of the sales cycle. I tell people they need to build closing plans when they get, you know, the, I tell them they need to build closing plans when the customer says, yes, I want to buy. But they haven't signed on the dotted line yet, right? As, as Gene would say, our favorite buddy, he would say, the longest distance is from the, um, from the lip to the pen. Yep. So when they say, yes, we want to do this, then there's all kinds of shit that has to be done on the back end from a closing perspective. It's just half the battle, right, at that point. Yep. Yeah, you have the verbal agreement, but you still don't have shit or an actual commitment. Mm -hmm. right? So when you've implemented mutual action plans in the past or you've recommended I mean, what's been the impact of that? Is it faster sales cycle? Is it accountability? Maybe a little bit of everything? That's a great question. So uh, the, the few times I've recommended it, I'm trying to think. It usually, it usually hasn't been at a corporate level. It's usually at a, a rep level. Right. And um, it's, it's, that's a great question. I don't know that I've actually followed them all up to the end. What I can say is this is what I like about them. Regardless of the fact that I can't even tell you how they turned out now that I think about it. <laughs> One thing that did happen is everybody liked the visibility. Yep. So I know we had a whole level, different level of visibility now. Yep. So let me ask you this. Because the number one thing I hear is that from like every sales leader I talk to is they're like, listen, I love mutual action plans. Love the methodology behind it. They're a pain in the ass to implement it. It takes a lot of work. Right? Yeah, I agree Now, the number one question is like, just like you mentioned, you haven't even, you don't know what the results are, probably because it was such a pain in the ass to implement in the first place. So what if your com your companies that you're working with, where you is that? You're telling me already? Yeah. Okay. All right. You yeah. got into the sell it six minutes in. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm not selling. I'm just asking. What would the impact be if all of them could have those mutual action plans on every single important deal? If they had that visibility that you just talked about on every deal across the entire org. So from a macro level, obviously it would be good. Like, it, like yeah. I just did a call a few minutes ago with someone who was selling visibility. So obviously, I mean, it's, I, I find it to be a cheesy question, but I get your point. Yeah. Obviously it would be beneficial if people had more visibility into the sales process. Yeah. And so all these other companies also, I, I imagine they've invested in Salesforce and other enablement tools. I mean, what are the business cases when they're investing in tools like uh, outreach or gong i imagine it's also to increase that visibility mm, so outreach is you get visibility but i wouldn't say the main drive for outreach is visibility into the sales process i right. say it's the ability to, to contact more people more efficiently and effectively right, right. so if, if you're going to buy outreach what you're saying is i believe outreach is going to allow me to get more engagement going per prospect per salesperson if they had to do it themselves number one and number two for Gong, I believe that's getting more visibility into the actual salesperson's selling abilities, not into the sales process. Although it could give you a little if you're, if you're coaching them and you pick up on what you heard. I guess there's some overlap there, yes. But generally speaking, no, I don't think it, it, it's not designed to give you more insight into the sales process because you may listen to a Gong call that's, you know, weeks after the process, right? Not right. every manager listens to it in real time. Yep. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, this is a little bit of a tricky situation since I'm like talking on behalf of your clients, but you know, long story short, like I'll go into the cell, you know, what we allow is that visibility in the entire process. Right. So with recapped, 
sales reps can go in and create a mutual action plan, literally in three clicks, share it with the client, assign next steps, and have every single step mapped out. So we're sending automatic email reminders along the way. Like if, when the clients that you're talking to, you know, with the visibility and the mutual action plans, like if they had that at every single part when they got the green, what do you think would happen for, like, I guess, their sales cycle? Would that tie into their goal of longer sales cycle? I think in some cases it might. You know, I, 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 I don't know. Again, um, I've never been really good at being a prognosticator or, or someone who predicts the future and shit like that. It looks at a macro sketch, a macro picture, right? right? I think from a micro perspective, I think some, this would be great for some deals, deals that have multiple decision holders, uh, deals deal with procurement, right? So if I could do with procurement, I think this might be good for, for, for deals where when you get the verbal yes, there's a high percentage of risk that it still doesn't close. Yep. So here's your, here's my first piece of advice to you, right? Here's my first piece of feedback, right? Yep. Your, who you identify as a, a, a customer in your ideal customer profile, in my opinion, based on what you've shared with me right here, needs to be people who, what they sell has a high, yep. uh, has a low close rate after the verbal yes. Yep, that's exactly it. Right, so, so as you're sitting here, you're asking me all these questions, that'd be the, one of the very first questions I'd ask, and one of the first things I'd try to find out is, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Prospect, let me ask you a question. Do you find that you have an unacceptable um, loss rate after they verbally said they're going to go with you? Yep. Right, and the answer is no, I don't think you have any. So, I mean, I could argue there, but yeah, that's exactly it. So like with the companies we're targeting and the companies that we've been the most beneficial with are, you know, the cybersecurity, the ones that have POCs and a whole bunch of shit that needs to happen after giving the yes, right? Just like you mentioned. Yeah. So, so that, that needs to be some of the early questions you're asking. Like that needs to be the problem you're trying to find. Yep. Right. So if you're trying, even for a partnership, if you're trying to sell me, the first thing you should have probably wanted to ask me was like, hey, Keenan, listen, with all these people you're dealing with, how many of them struggle in the last 10th, last 10th mile or in, in the last mile of yep. the sales call, right? And how many of them get verbal yeses or better yet, do many of them get verbal yeses no. that end up being no's because they couldn't get through all of the shit because stuff surprises them because the procurement's involved, legal's involved, terms and C's, proof of concepts, trials, you know, blah, 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 blah. Right. And so they, they do all the work to get the verbal yes, but then don't close it. Like that's what you should be looking for. Right. I love that. Right? And then I'd walk through all of that. And then, it, and if I don't have any of that, then don't keep, don't keep trying to push me. Or is there another problem you solve if I don't have that problem? Yeah. So standardization, getting everybody on the same page, right? And how is that a problem? Because a lot of sales leaders we talk to, if they survey their reps, every single rep has a different process for following up. Mm. Wild West. Okay. All right. So what does that lead to? So unpredictability. Unpredictability right? is defined by how? You don't know which deals are going to close because there's no standardized process. Perfect. Okay. So then why don't you start with that next question? So if I tell you I don't have that complex sale towards the end, 
Then once you ask the next question, hey, tell me a little bit about the predictability of your sales organization. Are you happy with the predictability of close? And they say, of course not. They say, then you say, okay. Then you, okay, what do you say next? Yeah, so why do you think that is? Good, good, right? And I don't know what they'd say. Uh, they might say, look, my sales team, they don't know how to predict or, or our business is different, <laughs> right? Um, our customers are all over the place. It just depends. It's kind of too hard, et cetera. So then yeah. what do you say? Yeah. So the number one thing we hear when we talk to someone is, no, that we, I hate that. Fucking yeah. hate that. Hate that. What is it you hear? Tell me what you hear. That you can't measure. You can't improve what you can't measure. Okay. So flip it and yeah. just ask the question, can you measure what you can't? Yeah. Can you improve what you can't measure? Okay. Yes. But what were you going to say? That? What we hear is people can't improve what they can't measure and therefore what? Therefore, I mean, because they don't have a standard process in place, they're shooting from the hip every single time. Okay. So then why don't you ask that question instead? Don't fucking talk about what other people do. Say, hey, do you think, because he just admitted to you that he has bad yeah. forecasting. So it's like a doctor. You know, be like, hey, listen, could you tell me a little bit about, watch this. Can you tell me a little bit about how your team um, uh, measures their activity, how they do their follow-up or track their follow-up? And does everybody do the same follow-up? You see the difference? It's diagnosis. You're just like a doctor. If I just told you I got a fucking lump on my ass, right? You're not going to tell me what well, most people I see come in and say they, you know, they did this. You're never going to say that, right? Yeah. You don't ever want to hear a doctor look at you and say, well, most people that come in, because you're going to feel like I'm not most people, right? But yeah. if you flip that shit and you say, all right, tell me, do you sit all day? Have you been, you know, do you have an animal? Have you been out in the woods? Do you see Right? Yeah, no, for sure. Yes. And then start getting him to talk to them about his lifestyle, where he's been, what he does. Listen intently until you figure out, ah, that's what that shit might be. So you do the same thing with this cat. Tell me a little bit about how your team follows up. Is there consistency in the follow up? Tell me a little bit about how your team tracks that follow up. Tell me a little bit about whatever else you think you can fix. <laughs> right? Dope. No, I love that. You see where I'm going? Yep. And then what you're trying to do is you're trying to get that buyer to tell you, yes, this is a problem I have. And then they're try you're getting, trying to get them to explain the impact of that and how it negatively affects them. Yeah. Once you get them to say, yeah, man, all of these guys, literally think about the story we're weaving right here through questions, not statements. Yeah. Once you get that cat to say, yes, our forecasting is messed up, right? You can come back later to find out how messed up it is. But if you do, you come back and find out how messed up it is. We miss it all the time by 20, 30% or whatever the case may be, right? Yep. And then you get them to say, it's because my team does everything different. You get them to say, it's because no one tracks anything. You get them to say whatever else you think is important. Then you say, well, wait a minute. I can fix that. Would you open to talk about how we can fix that? And would you be open to addressing this? You don't have to deal with this anymore. The minute he says, yes, you got it. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, we haven't even touched into the impact of that, right? Like, if they're missing forecasting, what does that mean for him? Yes. Is he losing yep. reps? Yep. Is he about to be fired, right? Yep. Is he losing out on a promotion? So, yep. How does that make him feel? Root yep. Cause, yep. I'm always, I'm a little reticent to get too into the, the um, personal gain for people to buy things. But I, yes, I get you. Yeah. Yep. So you see the difference? Yeah. No, it's mm -hmm. good. Right. And so as far as, as uh, if you're trying to sell me in the partnership piece, one of the first questions I would have asked or tried to get to is, is, um, is, 
additional revenue streams or something, right? Now, if you're getting me just to, to be a referral source, okay, that's fine. But that's really not a sale. You just kind of say, hey, look, I need your help. You know what I'm saying? Right. Machines, et cetera. Because no one's going to be a referral source for free unless they have a relationship. So that becomes a relationship sale. Does that yeah. make sense? No, absolutely. Right? So if you're trying to sell me on the friendship one, really not a gap sell. Your friends, let me tell you what yeah. you do. If you see this happening, I'd love some help. Can I call in, check out, whatever, right? Yeah. But if you're trying to get me to actually make it a formal type of thing, then not only do I have to see the problems in the, in the space I'm working, but you also got to find out how it's beneficial to me. Cool. So let's explore that then. Okay. Yeah. So are you partnering with other companies for additional revenue streams? No. Why not? Too much. I think we're too small. It's too much work. I, I don't need to confuse it. Like it's, I'm having a hard enough time keeping my own shit going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now to start having formal relationships where I pitch other stuff. I, I, I do referrals. And I think as we get bigger, we may consider that, you know what I'm saying? But right now I'd rather just be like, Hey, I see this problem. Go get recap.io. Yeah. No. Well, and that's exactly why I didn't lead with that too, because most partners that we have, they don't want to muddy the water, right? They have a conflict of interest. So that's why I figured let's go the relationship route. Yeah. 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 So I only, I, no, I think you made the right choice as far as the route's concerned. My point is kind of hard to sell that. Yeah. Right. To gap sell that. Cause yep. I don't really have a problem. I'm, I'm doing it's It's a goodwill sale. And yep. as long as you establish the goodwill and you did with Gene or whatever, right. Then, you know, and there are no expectations that I'm going to change your, your, you know, your revenue structure because I'm going to bring you so many deals, right? It, it's just a, it's, yep. it's not even a sale. It's a request. Yeah, exactly. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. Okay. All right. But in spite of that, was this helpful? Yeah, no, this was great. Hopefully this will be posted up on LinkedIn. So I get a copy of it as well. Or? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll send you a copy anyways. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, all right. So you, you, are you going to, what are you going to change? Uh, cut out the bullshit of, here's what other people tell me and just cut straight to the source. Okay. And what problems do you solve? What's the number one problem you think you solve? Transparency and visibility. No, uh, no, but you can do better. What was it? I mean, we could do, we could close deals faster and we give you predictability on okay, specific, but be more specific. What, what problem do you solve? We said this, this is so important. We create a consistent. You know, no, when you say we create, we create when you say we create, that's yeah. future state, right? State in the current state. What problem does someone have today that you solve? Inconsistent follow-up processes across their team. Or okay. inconsistent sales processes. I, I can live with that, but it's not as powerful. Okay. Because okay? inconsistent, it can, look, I'm sure mine's inconsistent, but we're closing a fucking shitload of deals. Yeah. Okay. We said it. Mark, we said it. We talked about it. I, I cannot let you get off this phone without it like being drilled into your head. What is it? Unacceptable loss after a verbal agreement. Yes! Yeah. yeah. Do you see the difference, Mark? No, I honestly, do. now, if you don't. No, I do. I do. That is, I do. It, it, okay. Do you want to sell to inconsistent, what did you say? Inconsistent what? That's bullshit. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Inconsistent something, right? Inconsistent sales process. Or do you want to find people who have an unacceptable or too high of a loss rate after the customer already said they buy? Which one do you want to sell to? Unacceptable. Yes. Like that's a real problem, right? Can't you even feel like, can you literally feel the difference? Yeah. Yes. If someone says to you, look, we tell, we get a hundred people to say, yes, they're going to buy. And then only 20 actually buy. That's a shit show. 
Yeah. Something tells me that's exactly why you built your business. I mean, literally, that's actually the pitch. The way we got Gene is so we're fundraising, and that's exactly the reason I created this company, right? I spent eight, fucking reason. Yeah, I spent eight months pursuing a deal. It fell apart after a verbal agreement. Yeah. Tell that story. Like, fuck, like your, your whole story is right there, but then you get on and you try to sell it to somebody and you don't pitch it that way. Right. Come on, baby. Come on. All right? The weeds is a CEO. Yeah, truth. Yeah. But salespeople yeah. do it all the time. Yeah. Salespeople do it all the time. So it's not just you. Cool, all brother. Right? I appreciate it. All right, my pleasure, my man. All I hear, go get the money. money. So I go get it. Get it, get it. Hate means I do something.